every one of us could look at any situation we're in with some problem of incredible magnitude and go, what do I have to offer? But (laughs) everybody's got something, even if it seems insignificant. Go, what if this is my five loaves and two fish? Like, I could go forever. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's wonderful, never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Do you ever feel small or insignificant or that what you have to offer is not enough? Children, of course, are very small in a big world and can certainly feel that way. But if we're honest, so can their grown-ups. I've certainly felt that way. How about you? But there's wonderful good news, because it's not about how great we are, or how strong we are, or how much we have. It's about how great God is, and how strong He is, and what He can do, because we're not alone. Over and over again, God seems to go out of his way to choose the smallest and the weakest and the most insignificant. In fact, that seems to be his speciality, his very favorite thing of all, to choose the smallest and the weakest to do the great, magnificent thing. In some mysterious way, it seems to be in our littleness and what we think might be our not-enoughness that God can show up in great power. Our guest today, Amy Grant, was just 15 years old when she started singing and writing songs. Her teenage pastime was just that to her. She never dreamed that God would take her gift and shape a whole generation through her music and millions of records sold. Amy asks the question, why me? What did I have that was so special? But she didn't let that stop her. She gave what she had and, well, the rest is history. Amy believes that we should approach life with a loaves and fishes mentality. That we can give God what we have, we can bring whatever we can, and then we can trust that God will take whatever we give him and bless it and multiply it beyond what we could ever dare to think or dream or imagine. I love what the poet David White writes, what you can plan is too small for you to live. And this again from David White, what if the world is holding its breath, waiting for you to take the place that only you can fill? I hope you'll be inspired to find your own loaves and fishes moments after listening to my dear friend, Amy Grant. My name's Amy Grant. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I have lived a very creative life. I started writing songs when I was 15, and that really, even though it was not like a conscious dream, actually that turned into a now 40-plus year career of making music. I love celebrating creativity in all kinds of ways, and I use music and hospitality to welcome people to the table.
I have enjoyed really good health. My body has been very good to me. I've delivered multiple children. I've just always had the stamina I needed. Finding out I needed heart surgery was a surprise. I went to the doctor with my husband. He did the treadmill test. And for me, like most women, I, uh, yeah, you're just used to, you just keep going. And so when the doctor, you know, just because Vince and I were a couple, he said, hey, we should check you out. And I'm thinking, well, like I'm the Energizer Bunny. I've always imagined myself living into my 90s. My great-grandmother did. That's just when I picture my life, I've just always imagined that I would live to be in my 90s. And the birth defect that I had was incompatible with longevity of life. I was nervous the day before, and I was nervous the morning of surgery. I tend to not try to project too much in the future, but when you're sort of scrubbing yourself with the blue soap, <laughs> I'm like, I hope I wake up. I'm terrified. <laughs> but, you know, it's like every day you wake up, and there are things to do in that day, and some are beautiful, and some are challenging, and some are just what it takes to get life accomplished. And that day actually involved very little effort from me. I just had to lay on a table and let somebody else fix me. And then I recovered after that. And But I do feel, I feel so much gratitude for anybody that's in the caregiving business on any level. And I'm grateful to be alive. Every day feels like a gift. Every day. You know, we have a lot of choices with our hands on our own steering wheels. We don't come into this world alone, and we don't leave it alone. I was on a small plane with my friend and now manager, Jennifer Cook, and my young daughter, Millie, who at the time I'm thinking was maybe six. And the flight took off, and we had engine trouble. The plane was lurching and doing all this crazy stuff, and it lasted a long time. One of the engines had stuck open full throttle, and the pilots were like just pulling off paper towels and wiping their heads and shouting back for the manual that was underneath one of the seats. And I remember thinking, just taking a deep breath, whoo, okay, this is it, this is it. And that plane was lurching and lunging for at least 30 minutes. And I remember just with my daughter, Millie, I said, baby girl, just put your head in my lap. Just lie down. And then, you know, when it was all over and we landed, Jennifer and I kind of said, whew, okay. Well, so one thing we learned (laughs) in the face of something that you really believe is the end, what I really felt was I didn't come into this world alone and I'm not leaving it alone. I feel that way anytime I see somebody die an untimely death. I go, you know, I have friends that have died untimely deaths. I've spoken at funerals and memorial services of people that were, you know, like in Columbine. I've stood at gravesides where you're there because of a tragedy or an illness. And I'm telling you, that has stuck with me. It stuck with me on that flight that wound up that we actually did land. You know, life is crazy and weird and they're A lot of things are not guaranteed, but nothing has the capacity to separate us from the love of God.
I love the story of the boy that showed up when Jesus was teaching 5,000 people, everybody starving, and they're trying to figure out what is the big plan to feed all these people. What, what, what? And I just love the innocence and the lack of worry. I love the math of the kid that went to the front and said, I'll share my lunch. And that boy, you know, it just didn't make any sense. It made no sense that the need was so great and his offering was so small. But he just trudged to the front and with childlike generosity said, here, take mine. And what the most exciting thing to me really has been most of my life is if I'll just say, hey, what if my effort here is my five loaves and two fish? That's how I felt when I was a teenager, you know, and I had the chance to sing and I was not the best singer in the room and I kind of kind of freakishly got the opportunity to make a record and I remember going to my youth group and saying, I'm not sure why me? And it was a really cool kind of hippie church and the kids from the youth group gathered around and Nolan Huey, but he prayed that day, God, Amy's voice, just let it be your five loaves and two fish. And you just take it and feed a lot of people. So, yeah, that's that's kind of my mindset when I walk into a situation and want to be a part of it, is just to go, what do I already have? And I want to share it. And I want to share it in a way of believing that a little bit can go a super long way in God's hands. Don't forget to check out part two of Sally's interview with Amy Grant, available right now on your favorite podcast platform. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at sallylloydjones and at jesus underscore storybook underscore bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never-stopping, never-giving-up, unbreaking, always-and-forever love. Love.